Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. And today you're going to hear from a great speaker. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Welcome back, Masterpiece Women. We are so excited to have you today, and I'm excited to have our speaker today, Joy Linsky. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell them what you do and let them learn a little bit about you, Joy. Sure. So hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Joy Linsky. I own and operate Jewel Tone Interiors, a commercial interior design firm in Fort Lauderdale. Um, we focus on all range of markets from education to restaurant, to workspace, to healthcare. Um, a lot of projects just dedicated to wellness is what we really love to work on. Awesome. And I met Joy in Life Work Leadership. She is an incredible leader. Anyone that knows Joy knows her greatest strength is um, helping to lead as um, she was one of our speakers at our luncheon as well. She also shared, like many of us as leaders, she's, um, her greatest strength is um, building relationships and doing good. And sometimes that becomes our greatest weakness, right? We're so busy. So um, I loved how she gave us some tools, how she, how we could not be overly busy and really stay focused on our whys and what we're doing. So I want to talk a little bit today about what you do specifically though, Joy, because I know so many women on this podcast have their own businesses, they're building their own businesses, and they really are not sure how to um, navigate through setting up their office space or what does it mean and how important is it to have, you know, a great office space or business space, whether it's restaurant, office, what have you. So I want us to talk a little bit about um, the state of the workplace in design. What does that mean um, in relationship to women that are thinking about taking on something new and um, even building the business? What are some key things in relationship to that that they should think about? Sure. So uh, the workplace has been changing rapidly. Um, there was a rise for what we call Resi Marshall right before the pandemic, which is a blend between residential and commercial environments. And the pandemic just sped that up and made it even more. So the lines are getting blurred between your home office and, um, or if you didn't have a home office, you might now have a home office, and then the office environment itself. So because of that, and because people, as they return to work, have wanted more of the comfort that they had at home, we're seeing that very hospitality, um, warm and welcoming environment being a really big part of workspaces. And then what's always important for us when we design workspaces is to really represent the brand three-dimensionally. So if there's core values or the why behind the business, we really like to understand understand that so that we can make sure that your why is being uh, communicated three-dimensionally to your visitors and maybe prospective clients, customers, and your staff. Oh, I love that. Three-dimensional. I would have never thought of that. 
You're brilliant. That's what I love. I love hearing from women with such great talents like you, Joy. And so when we're talking about design and we're talking about um, why it's important, um, not only from a perspective of, you know, making the staff um, comfortable and where they want to work, how have you seen it be impactful in the workplace the designs that you've um, created, how have you seen it just help the women? Well, I always say women because I'm all about women, <laughs> but the people in the workspace, like give me some tangible examples. I would love to hear how you've been able to see the outcomes of those. Sure. So one of the biggest things is ergonomics, which is um, the how your body reacts to furniture and space. So really having an ergonomic task chair for you and your team is incredibly important. Uh, chairs are, are rated by hours. So the chairs that you sit in in McDonald's or fast food places are actually rated for 30 minutes. Like they're supposed, oh, wow. to, be, they're <laughs> supposed to be uncomfortable at 30 minutes. So wow, um, I had you no really idea. want a chair that has a good eight hours if you're expecting people to work eight hours. So that's something to consider. And it's worth the investment because it'll help their back and just support their whole body. Um, and then daylighting is very, very important. Um, as I'm sure many of us Floridians can attest to, we like sunshine. And um, it really does increase mood and enhances productivity just to have access to data lighting source and to have it come into your workspace. Um, and then outside of that, I think, um, you know, the space planning, working with our team is really important for us to understand the whole background of the operation so that we can make that sure that the plan really supports that and allows for an efficient way to work because there's, you know, I always say um, work smart, not hard. <laughs> so if you want to work smart, then you need to have an office layout that supports your operations. Awesome. So, I mean, that really, you know, makes it pretty clear to all of us why it isn't so important to really pay attention to those details that sometimes we don't pay attention to. So tell me how it differs, um, Joy, from having a designer come in and do it for you versus a layperson who's not educated in doing it us. How have you seen that differentiated? How is it a benefit to have an interior designer come in and um, do that for you? Sure. So I'm obviously biased, but an interior designer <laughs> is going to an interior designer is going to understand the codes and regulations um, from a from a fire safety perspective, as well as what is going to be um, accessible to all people. Um, you want to build a workspace that all people can use, even those with disabilities. And we understand the different mount, like heights that are required for that. There's quite a few codes around that. Um, in addition to just the lay person versus the professional is just really diving deep. Um, there's a lot of conversations and a lot of, you may, a lot of a lot of conversations around the culture, the work culture, and um, also just the the why and the vision for the uh, for the business for us to be able to design accordingly. So we love like you know fast growing companies. They may have like a team of twenty say now, but they're going to have a team of 
50 years, 75, whatever it may be in the near future, we want to design that space intentionally with the end in mind, but also so that nowadays it doesn't feel like a ghost town. So it's very intentional. And we lay out the space in a way that'll really make the, the, the core staff now, the 2025, 20, feel like they live in a very, in, live and work, I should say live, but we spend more time at work, awake time at work than we do at home many times. Um, so that they have a real a space that's really conducive to them working. Awesome. Well, and I've seen your work um, in uh, several places, actually. I've seen it in a church. I've seen it in an office setting. I've seen it in a restaurant setting. And wow. Um, and I will say, um, even um, just recently, one of my colleagues met with you and said, I've never met anybody like her. She has so much creativity and gets it like she just gets it and I was like I love that I love that girl so um and I'm not I'm doing an infomercial for you however <laughs> I appreciate it I love that you know um part of Masterpiece Women is really creating um opportunity for women to grow, to provide opportunity to highlight women that are doing great things. And you're one of those women, so we're super excited to have you. Um, I always think about when I'm thinking about interior design and workspace design specifically, big corporations with, you know, the foosballs machine and all these different, you know, activities um, come to mind of, you know, making it a place where people want to be at work. And I walked into a friend of mine's business and they had just had the whole thing redesigned and he had foosball tables and workout places and all these different fun activities for their staff. And I said to him, I said, wow, I said, how can you afford to have them doing all this stuff? And he goes, Tina, we can't afford not to. And I went, that is a great perspective because they love being at work. They have fun at work. Are you yeah. seeing a trend towards more of that as you're designing? Yeah, definitely. We um, we implement those like kind of fun culture aspects in a lot of our workspaces. And, you know, you can even, if you you don't have to feel like, oh, I don't have the space. There's there's actually tables that will go from like a ping pong table to a conference table. So you can use this, the conference room, make it just slightly bigger and it could serve both purposes. Like we're really all about being flexible with our spaces so that it can serve people well. And because square footage is such a premium in South Florida, we, we need to really think outside the box when it comes to how spaces can be utilized for different ways. I love that. I love it. Well, they, they literally had their own like restaurant in their office space. Like, this is pretty impressive. Um, so, and I know when I used to visit Chick-fil-A corporate, it was the same thing. I mean, they were just so creative. I thought, you know, so when you started talking about creativity in the workplace, I thought, you know, I've seen some really cool creative um, spaces and all of them tend to make it a place where these um, employees are just, they want to hang out. So how do you, how have you seen, like from going from the hangout, you know, philosophy to, okay, let's work really hard. Do you, do you see them be more productive? 
Yeah, I would say most of the companies that have that in it, it's they have huge employee engagement. So that means that the employees are naturally more productive because they're engaged in the company's mission. They understand the why. They could probably give an elevator speech whether they've been taught to or not. They just they know how to because um, they are ingrained in the why behind the company. It's so it's so cool. Um, it's so important too. And then I'm sure you've heard of LEAD. Have you heard of LEAD with sustainability? You know, I haven't actually. Tell me about it. So LEAD is really about sustainable buildings and it, it's been around for, um, goodness, it might be close to 20 years now, but the, but the newer, um, same under United States Green Building Council is WELL Buildings, W-E-L-L, and it's all about designing a space and a building to actually support a person's wellness. So, you know, and then the sick building syndrome and all the, you know, stuff of the, of the past. And then of course the pandemic has risen, made it even more at the forefront, but it's really designing and it has to do with everything. Indoor air quality has to do with having aspects and views towards nature. Um, ergonomics, of course. It even has to do with the reflectivity of the surfaces on eyes and whether or not wow. it will cause So it's super detailed and we're actually a well-accredited firm. So we're able to design with that philosophy and um, that checklist in mind and to be able to get the accreditation. That's wonderful because that's huge for a lot of these corporations. So that's wonderful. So is that... Um, specific to office buildings or is it any buildings it's any building can be well wow. That's yeah awesome. but the offices have such an impact on people's lives because right. they spend so much time inside them absolutely they do so well when you talk about you know we're looking at it from that wellness perspective that's huge for i mean as a nurse and back in the hospital days the, you know, issues that people have, especially that, you know, we, we didn't think about in the past, you know, when you're not ergonomically sound, right? I mean, there was so much expense to sending your, your staff to the hospital for occupational therapy because they had injuries or they had things going on that I think we could prevent a lot of that when we're cognizant of it versus just reactionary, but being proactive to really um, make it in the environment that these um, individuals are in. It just, I want to be somewhere that I enjoy, right? Who wants to go to work and go, you know, back in the day when they had those stale cubicles and I'm dating yeah. myself here, but you know, you had like 200 people in a room with all the cubicles and that was it. There was nothing else, you know? Yeah. I feel like those are gone. Like they're <laughs> a thing of the past. I mean, some people still have them, but very rarely do our clients ask for anything even close to, to what looks like, like the working girl environment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. So, well, talk to me a little bit about branding. So you're, you're creating these spaces, you're creating the spaces so that they're comfortable. So that um, employees want to get engaged. They want to stay. What about branding? When someone walks into your space, how do you incorporate the branding into the spaces that you create? Oh my goodness. So I love branding because my background was retail design. So, you know, with retail, every store or 
um, department store has a brand that, so that's like what drives all the decisions. So for me, because of that background, I really kind of go about every project from a branding perspective and love for like the logo and like the collateral, like all the print collateral and everything that will represent the business, like tangibly to, to flow with the interiors. I feel like it makes such a successful project. Um, so like starting with branding, when it comes to workplace, I, I always say, you know, like your core values shouldn't just be words in an employee handbook or words on a wall. So like really taking those words of the core values and making them represented in the three, like three dimensionally in the environment that the people experience is so much fun. And like, you know, the word, let's say um, balance, like that, that, that's different to everybody. So it's really kind of getting inside our clients' brains and figuring out what does balance mean to them and why did they choose it? Like, why did they choose that as like one of their core values? So um, branding for me, you know, you can kind of turn it up a notch if you really want to with bright colors, or you can really be toned down and be intentional, have branding like more in the employee environments and maybe the conference room or the secondary conference room. So it's, it's just a real fun way to, um, to bring, to breathe life into a brand by having it represented in the office. I love it. Yeah. I, I think that's so fun. And I was, I was thinking as you're think as you're talking about branding, some of the creative brands that are out there, um, how crazy and fun it would be as a designer to be able to really implement them into the workspace. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there's just some incredible office environments with any like big brand that you can think of. Just to yeah. check out their I office. That's so fun. I bet you. So obviously, you enjoy what you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it's kind of like reverse engineering, you know? So I'll say to you, like, how do you want your customers or clients to feel or employees to feel? And then we reverse engineer back what that looks like and how we can actually accomplish that. I love that. Well, it's just like setting a goal, right? First you figure out what you want your goal and then you work backwards. So yeah, that's lovely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, I love that. Well, I feel like that's such, do you have a big team? There's six of us. Wow, that's so there's a pretty two good size team. Yeah, two working owners. So we're involved in many of the projects and then we have a team of four in addition to us. Nice, very good. And so how long have you been in business, Joy? Have uh, We are in our ninth year, coming up yeah. to our ninth year. Yeah, which is that's exciting. That's awesome. Well, you've accomplished a ton in that time. Thank you. Thank you. We, um, we'd love to serve the community. So if we ever have mission-based clients, those are what really just make our heart sing because we love the fact that they're up to something bigger than themselves and we get to help them reach that. Oh, I love that. So with that having been said, what would be a few tangible, um, pieces of advice that you would give to the women and specifically about building business, leadership, like what are some of the best things that you've either practiced or someone's given you a piece of advice over the course of your career that you would um, share with the ladies? Sure. Um, so I think um, like number one, you know, marketing is huge 
and so easy nowadays because of social media and the um, power of social media. Um, we we have a big presence there, and I don't know how to really give you an ROI of what our social media presence is, but I just know that it is, keeps us top of mind for many people and that we are so referral-based. I know that that helps. Um, I've also always been very involved in digital marketing, having a newsletter just so people could understand what we're up to. Um, and it also just gives... Uh, like reminders to the, the people that support us too, like our vendors, so they can understand how they can support us better. So just kind of keeps everybody in the loop. Um, but the number one biggest in, um, piece of advice I would say is about around the concept of integrity and just the fact that without integrity, nothing works. Uh, our, I used to consider myself, uh, um, I guess I, well, I still consider myself a creative in the world, but I used to allow myself to be late to meetings just because, you know, I just kind of had the excuse that I was creative and it didn't matter. But the truth is it was landing for others as me not respecting their time. And I do respect others and I respect their time. So once I realized that it was really about integrity and not honoring my word. So now I'm able to, and once I've got that and grasped that, now I can honor my word by telling people, hey, I'm running five minutes behind. It makes them understand that I appreciate them, keeps them in the know. And then it also alleviates stress on my part because, you know, it's stressful when you're running late. So um, I don't let that excuse stop me anymore. And I think that's a huge, a huge uh, stepping stone for me. It seems like a small thing, but it's actually everything. Yeah, integrity is definitely everything. When you know your no's are no's, your yeses are yeses, and people can count on you, trust is so imperative. We have, um, you know, there's a colleague of ours in the community that uh, we work with, and it's so valuable to know that they're connected to so many people we know. They all highly regard them as a high integrity person, and they're um, there's just such confidence when you know someone's high integrity because then if they fail or something happens wrong right or mess up you know it's not because of lack of integrity you can deal with anything people are going to make mistakes people are going to fail they're going to be late they're going to you know and life happens but when you know that you can trust that person it's so much easier to deal with mistakes or issues because you know that who they are um Absolutely. Right. And it's like, like that in relationships too. When you think about it, you know, all of us, oh, yeah. if we know oh, we can yeah. trust each other, if you know, you could trust your husband and he's a man of integrity, then it's so much easier when they fail <laughs> of anything, you know, <laughs> they don't behave that day and they're, maybe they're in a bad grumpy mood. You're like, okay, well, I know who he really is. So it's okay. You know? So, um, and I think it it's applies to the workplace. Huh? Yeah, the the concept of in you know Jesus Christ is the epitome of integrity, and that WWJD, that what would Jesus do? You know, it really does still ring true because if you really just ask yourself in any moment that question, you can pretty much determine the road to go. Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. There's this book Andy Stanley has. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's the best question ever. And I remember we meeting with one of my pastors and he said he reads it every single year. 
And it's all about that. It's all about the best question ever. It's a very tiny, tiny little book. If you haven't read it, I encourage everybody on this podcast to read it because it is all about getting back to making every decision based on the best question ever. And I don't want to tell you what the question is because I'll ruin the book for you, but it's basically the same thing. It's like, you know, how does it get me to where I want to be? And a couple of other things. It, it's a pretty powerful because it's just one bad choice we make when it comes to integrity, you know, landing on that concept, one bad choice that we make leads to many more bad choices, right? Because even, you know, you lie about one thing, then you have to lie about, I don't have enough brain power to figure out if I lie about this, then I got to lie 20 more times to get to, you know, to protect what I lied about. It's just too hard. Like, okay, you're just, tell the truth all the time, then you know you can, you know, deal with whatever the ramifications for your failure is so much easier than trying to create a lie to cover it up. It just, it's too hard. I feel like it, it's crazy hard. I can't imagine living that way. Yeah, it's a snowball. <laughs> it snowball. is, it is. So I agree. WWJD is a great principle for us all to live by. And um, that is definitely one of the, you know, core um, things. One of the things that we also talk about a lot in Masterpiece is authenticity. And um, I would love to hear a little bit about how you as a businesswoman specifically deal with authenticity with your team and um, even your colleagues and in the work in not just the workplace, but in life, how has authenticity impacted you? So I think authenticity is a cornerstone of our business. Um, it's not necessarily one of our core values stated, but it is a cornerstone. Um, from day one, I've just been open and honest with my team, sometimes probably to a fault. Um, I just think it's so important for leaders to show up with the humanity and the messiness that comes with that. Um, our world today has so many highlight reels and filters, and it just people that aren't necessarily being authentic in the way they present themselves. And I think that people just really gravitate and appreciate it when you are true and honest. And, um, and that goes to um, how you show up in com conversations. And it also goes to um, just really, really, you know, letting, letting people know when you've made a mistake. Because the truth is, like you said, we all do. We're human. And so that authenticity goes just so far. Um, our team has daily huddles where we check in with each other. So we kind of get to have like almost like a temperature read of the mood of everybody, what's going on, what their intention is for the day. They acknowledge someone else on the team. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. And it's usually five minutes and it's so, so worth it. Um, and then weekly, we follow EOS or Entrepreneurial Operating System. So every Wednesday, we have a level 10 meeting. It's where we all meet and we discuss any issues happening in the business. So it really gives my team a, the space to be authentic about what's working and what's not working. And then we do, it's not about finger pointing or making someone wrong. It's all about identifying the issue, discussing it, and solving it as a team. And it really creates autonomy for all the team members and it gives us a camaraderie because we just worked on it together. Like it was this collaboration and the solution was the result of all of our brains in the room. So 
I really just, I, I mean, and then quarterly, I do something called a powwow with my team, which is another time. It's a very organized, intense day of conversation and, and really discovery of what worked the past quarter and what we want to do differently in the next quarter. And it's a way for everybody to be part of the marketing side, to be part, to understand the financial side, just to understand the business and for them to know, like, it's really just like rowers on a rowboat, you know, all rowing in the same direction. So um, powwows and level 10 meetings, what we call those Wednesday meetings, have just been transformative because um, we're all, we're all there and we all know what's going on. I love that. Love that. Um, well, I love what a great leader you are, Joy. And I love that you care so much about your team. And um, it's a perfect example, these huddles and these powwows of a great leader because a smart, wise leader does surround herself with people and she listens and she's authentic. And um, that definitely um, is who you are. And um, so we are so thankful that you're here today and that you're willing to join join us on our podcast and um, just share your, your wealth of knowledge, um, both in the, you know, um, designing um, background, but also in leadership because you're a phenomenal leader too. So thank you for having this, um, doing this podcast with us today. And I look forward to having you on again real soon. Thank you, Tina. And thank you to everybody listening. I hope you have a powerful week. Thank you, love. Thank you.